Hear these words from Matthew 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi. He was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old or under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because there are no more. Thank you, Shelley. So we're taking an Advent journey, a journey that will hopefully take us to a new place that will change our lives forever. Last week we talked about hope and and the hope that God gives us. Today we're going to be talking about peace. Um, And boy, do we need to talk about peace. Have you ever had that day that 
everything looked like it was going to be fine, and then suddenly everything went weird? Well, if you say no, then you weren't watching at the beginning of the worship service today. <laughs> because anything and everything that I think, I think, okay, I'm not bragging at this point, Lord, I think could have gone wrong, probably came close today. The copy machine copied things a little mistakenly. The candlelighter didn't light. But you know what? Through it all. Through it all. If we kept our eyes on him, it would be well. And so we finally get to this place knowing that God is here, God is in the midst of what we are doing, who we are, and what we're about. We choose to allow God to be in this place at this moment. Even though you're not with us today, there are a few of us gathered here for you, and we choose to believe that God is not only here with us, but God is with you in the place that you are, whether you're watching it at uh, about 9.45 or 9.35 now, or if you're watching it later on, trust that God will fill your worship space with the power of the Holy Spirit this day. So let's pause for a moment so I can calm down a little bit and we can invite Christ into this time. Let's pray. Come Holy Spirit, fill this place with your power with your might, with your word, and with your peace. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart not be mine, but be yours. Speak because of me or in spite of me this day, Lord. And we will give you thanks for all that you do and all that you are. Amen. So I was an educator for many years, and I always loved beginning times of, of conversation with definitions. So today we're talking about peace. Probably what we need to do is try to figure out what peace is. So I'm going to give you the definition. You know, if you, if you go to, to the, as one of my friends said, the Google, the Google will give you a definition. And this is the Google's definition. Peace is defined... Um, is this way. Peace is a stress-free state of security and calmness that comes when there is no fright, fighting or war, everything coexisting in perfect harmony and freedom. When you feel at peace with yourself, you are content to be the person you are, flaws and everything. <laughs> I'm not there a lot. <laughs> There always seems to be something that's coming in, and, and it, I'm not suggesting that people are coming in my office or into my house with a gun, but, but just as bad, there is all kinds of spiritual warfare that comes on, and God, God is trying to protect me, but, but sometimes I feel less worthy, sometimes I feel incapable, sometimes I feel like I am not the one, when God continually tells me that I am. So that's why I want to suggest to you that maybe the definition of peace that we need to use is maybe a Jewish understanding of what peace is. 
And you see, it is much more than just the absence of conflict and confusion. The Jewish understanding of peace is um, more than the absence of conflict, more than everything is good. It is about shalom. Now, some of you may have seen on TV or if you've been in Israel or or been in contact with persons who are from the, the Jewish descent, you will hear them say to others, Shalom. It is a, a greeting. It is a greeting and it is a farewell. And what people are wishing is Shalom, peace, wholeness. God sent Christ to the world to give shalom. So let's think about that first Christmas story. It's a story that is so familiar. It has Mary and Joseph and Jesus and others in the manger. Some of you might have been a little confused today, actually, because um, other people showed up. But Matthew in his um, account of the Christmas story, doesn't begin with this traditional story. Matthew begins with a genealogy. He talks about the genealogy of Jesus and how Jesus is Messiah, Son of God. And then he goes to the announcement of, of uh, Jesus to Mary. Mary. You're going to give birth to a son. And oh, by the way, um, is the Son of God. Now, we're talking about peace today. But let's think about that moment. We read the account in other places where Mary is at peace, but, you know, in my soul, in my mind, I want to believe that For Mary, it wasn't quite that peaceful. When when the angel of the Lord said, Mary, you're going to give birth to to a son who is the son of God, Mary said, how can it be? (laughs) I mean, that's the Bible's way of going, huh? Really? That doesn't make sense. All of the tradition and all of the heritage that goes on in the Jewish family and what it meant to be a woman who was pregnant without a husband, all of that stuff you know was going on in Mary's head. But God spoke shalom, peace. It wasn't any easier for Joseph. (laughs) The angel of the Lord came to Joseph and said, Joseph, Mary is with child. You're going to be the stepdad, if you would, of the Son of God. Joseph, as a good Jewish man, was thinking, in in my best words, uh this is a problem. And he had thought about maybe quietly divorcing her, if you would. But the angel said to him, This is the Son of God. 
So all of the chaos, all of the the craziness that was going on in Joseph's head was calmed by God to give him shalom. And Matthew tells us that Mary and Joseph began a new life together. Now, several questions need to be answered before they were to find peace. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east in Jerusalem. Nothing is said except that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. So here are the questions. How about that journey? That could not have been an easy journey for Mary and Joseph to have taken. Well, Joseph probably had done that many times with his animals. But, but Mary, pregnant, almost ready to give birth? You know somewhere along that journey Mary was going, I didn't sign up for this. But in the midst of it, she had peace. She had peace. So we hear the story, the Magi come and they present gifts, but then something strange happens. Because Herod wanted the firstborn of every family, two, firstborn boy, two years and younger, being um, killed because he did not want someone to take his kingship, a peaceful story in the midst of the manger or the house, wherever you want to put Jesus at that particular time, when things suddenly seemed shalom, peace. The angel came to the two and said, it's time to go. You must live in exile now to protect the baby Jesus. Where's the peace? Where is the peace in in all of this uproar, in all of this confusion? This peace was given to them by God. And in reality, as we look at the story, it permeates throughout the entire account of Christ's conception, Christ's journey, Christ's birth, and even into Christ's exile. So what does that say to us today? Well, let's be real. The year 2020 has been a strange, challenging, painful, confusing You can fill in whatever adjective you want. Year. It has posed some unique problems, but it has also posed some amazing opportunities. But through it all, you would have thought Dane and I talked about that song, but we didn't. Through it all, through it all, Through it all, God has walked 
with us. When it seemed the craziest, if we chose to stop and look back, we can see where God was. When it's joyful, we were willing to say, thank you God for this. God has been through it all with us to give us peace and comfort on this strange 2020 journey. So let's think about it for a second. What has God done for us? God has kept our family pretty healthy. All in all. God has provided for us as a family and ministry the finances through the generosity of you all. Sorry, Debbie. Y'all. To provide for the needs of this church. While some places have been struggling, God has provided for everything that we've needed. And even in the early days, let's think about that, and it just seems like yesterday, something called Easter. Even in those early days of of the, the Lenten journey and Easter, because of how God had prepared us as a church with the technology and with, with the resources that we had, we were able to celebrate the resurrection of Christ in style with not a soul here in person. Now, some of us through this journey have been going, oh, it's so horrible, I can't stand it. But you know, strangely enough, more people have said to me and to others that they had found peace. You see, God is about providing peace in the midst of chaos. Not in the script, but it just came to me. Where did this all begin? In Genesis, chapter 1. Out of chaos, God brought order. Out of chaos, God created all that is and said it was good. Out of chaos, God's promise of being our God was placed into action. And it has never changed. I remember many years ago, over 30 years ago, when my dad died, My world was rocked like it had never been rocked before. I remember going to a good friend of mine saying, I don't know where God is. Everything is in chaos. And they said, well, God can give you peace. I said, God's not even here. They looked at me with a loving smile and said, if God doesn't feel like he's present you need to think about something. And as a 19-year-old, maybe, I looked him square in the eyes and said, yeah, God gave up on me. 
And with a loving smile and a hug, he looked at me. This was one of my mentors. Looked at me and said, no, God hasn't given up on you. God hasn't moved. You did. So I reevaluated where I was. And indeed, I had moved. God was still being faithful in the midst of all of the chaos. In John chapter 14, verse 27, we read these words. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. God, in the midst of chaos, continually says to us, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't look for the usual. I don't give the usual way, but I give, I give you peace, I give you peace in a variety of different ways. If you will stop and just look for it, I am there. This is not a simple absence of stuff. It is the Jewish understanding of peace, shalom, that this passage is talking about. Shalom I leave with you. My shalom, wholeness, I give to you. I don't give you the absence like the world does. Do not let your hearts be troubled and don't let them be afraid. I am here providing for you. The person, the very person of Jesus is peace. In Isaiah 9.5, we hear the prophecy, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Finally, in Philippians 4, 6, we read these words. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Time after time after time, we are reminded in Scripture not to worry. No matter how bad it is, God is with us and gives us peace. But what do we do so well? We worry. We fear. We want to believe But it's so hard. Mary and Joseph believed that God had their situation in hand. And in that belief, they participated in the greatest miracle ever seen the birth of Messiah. My friends, 
during this Advent season, remember that Jesus came to bring peace. Whatever your situation is, Herod is not big enough to stop peace. Governments are not big enough to stop peace. And while I have not used the word, I will use it one time today. COVID is not big enough to stop peace. Struggles are real. But Jesus is bigger. Christ's peace transcends within us even in the darkest days. So I'll take you back to the first of the service. I thought everything was looking good. Until we looked at the script and page two was missing. The copy machine decided not to copy it. That was an easy fix. Thank you, Shelley. Then it came time to light candles. An ever-ready battery, I am not. <laughs> but God was there. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Shelley. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, JR, wherever you are. Mark. Davis. That could have gone real bad real quick. But in the midst of it all, as we prayed before this service started, Lord, let your peace be here no matter what. Folks, maybe your world's going crazy right now. I really don't want to say that's okay, but that's okay. Because God is bigger. Stop. Take a breath. Breathe in the Holy Spirit. And allow God to bring calm, shalom, wholeness in your chaos. Christmas was not just a quiet time where silent night was sung. Advent season can be crazy and confusing and chaotic. But the Jesus who we celebrate this Advent season chooses to bring us peace. Amen. We have begun to pray Psalm 91 again as a church family. So I would encourage you to set alarms or mark times either at 9.10 or in the morning, 9.10 in the evening, or both, and pray the prayer. And I'm going to change it just a little bit to be all-inclusive for us. So let us pray together. Lord, Thank you for the rest that comes when we choose to live in your shelter. 
we declare that you alone are our refuge, our place of safety. You are our God. We trust in you. We pray you will protect us and our family from the virus. We pray you will cover us and shelter us. We thank you for your faithful promise to remain our, to remind, excuse me, to re, we, mm, we thank you for your faithful promises that remind us that you will protect us. Help us not to be afraid of all that we hear and all that we see. Help us not to dread the virus that is terrorizing our world. Lord, many are sick. More are fearful and anxious. We pray protection for us, our family, our church, our community, our city, our state, our country, our continent, and our world. We pray, Lord, as we make you our refuge, that no evil will conquer us nor come near our home. We pray for protection by your angels wherever we go. Lord, we love you. We trust in you. Please rescue and protect us. Thank you for answering when we call. Thank you for being with us in trouble. Thank you for salvation and the hope of heaven. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you. 
today would be a time of communion as we gather uh, as people together, but we're not together today. But God is still with us. So I would remind you that in the midst of the pending chaos that was coming, God met with his people in the upper room and spoke words of peace and shalom and explained to them what was coming. And as the meal concluded, the Bible says that he took bread, he gave thanks. He gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which will be given for you. And when supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, Drink all of this. This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink this as often as you do and remembrance of me. And so, as we remember the living Christ in our presence the gift of shalom, peace in our lives, we pause to remember and to experience God's grace and love and peace this day. Pour out your spirit upon these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, O God, make us one with you, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Dana, could we do that chorus again? Glory, glory,
person we share together. The body of Christ, given for us, the blood of Christ, shed for us. Take and eat, take and drink. Now prepared as people of God to go forth to serve, I would remind you that during this season of strange chaos that we have lived in, we have chosen to continue to support each other and the church through many ways, through our service, through our presence, and through our financial gifts. This covenant is a covenant of extravagant giving out of the abundance that God has shared with us. And as has been our practice since we began to worship in person, offering is always given as we leave the worship service. (coughs) So, my friends, I would remind you that this is an opportunity for you to give. And I would invite you to do that as we prepare to conclude our service today. And there are many ways in which you can give. You can give online. You can give by envelope. You can text. You can do automatic withdrawal. You can do it any way you want. We are here. Davis will help you. And we thank you for the extravagant ways that you have given to us as a ministry so that God can be glorified and lives can be changed. Let us pray. For these gifts, O God, that we will receive, that are being given, we give you thanks. Use them, O God, to be multiplied and shared throughout the world as we do ministry here in in Hendersonville that is being seen literally around the world. We thank you for the opportunity to change lives and to give hope. And we thank you for the gifts that are making that possible. Now bless them and bless the givers in Christ's name. Amen. And one thing that I had put at the bottom of this is always this is a time that uh, the Christmas season is always a major time where we share in the beauty of, of the sanctuary, both what we have and also what we will be having, and that is the poinsettias. So if you would like to, to give uh, a donation in memory or in honor of someone, you can do that to purchase a poinsettia or poinsettias. And um, just make sure that as you do that, um, that you make a, a notation on your gift for the poinsettias, and there will be an opportunity that we will, we will see all of the mem- memorials and, and honorees that uh, poinsettias have been given for. So thank you for that. God is not a God of chaos. God is not a God of heartache or uncaring. God is a God of peace, shalom, wholeness. As you continue your Advent journey, I would invite you to go 
with the peace, shalom of God. When you find yourself anxious, speak peace. When you find yourself challenged, know that God is with you. When you find yourself hurting, pray for God's peace to be with you. And I promise you, it will be. Now, may the peace of the God who we love and serve, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you this day and each day as you live in shalom. Peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. We love you, church. Have a great day.